Listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Uh, Toronto has done it. Welcome back to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Big show, Father's Day weekend. Uh, we're going to be throwing some congrats to Toronto. We're going to be talking a little bit about the third GGFS pop mock that went down this past Tuesday. Um, and then me and Jordan are going to be going into three of our guys that we like right now that are a little underrated for fantasy football season. Also, special garage talk focused on Father's Day. Uh, we're going we're gonna to dub it Dad Life. And then we're going to be talking about a new song that Jordan found today uh, called The Get Up by Blanco Brown. So we can do that. Before we get into the show, the show is brought to you by Rotoballer. Get over to rotoballer.com right now and subscribe to the premium NASCAR content. You can use my promo code GARAGE. Over there, I'm writing for the NASCAR team along with Scott Engle, Sean Engle, and Dan Dobish. You want to win money, you got to go multi-sports. I played a golf tournament today on DFS. It's crazy. There, there's, there's too many things you could be doing. You, you, you can make money year-round playing DFS, so why not do NASCAR? Get over there right now. Use the promo code GARAGE, and that's rotoballer.com. Thank you, Rotoballer. Big shout-out. Jordan, how was your week, man? It was good, man. How's your been? It was great. It was a fantastic week. We, we partaked in the draft, the mock draft this past week. We had fun, good comment section. Uh, had some pretty hilarious uh, auto draft picks by a certain someone. We won't, we won't shout the name out because she was a little upset, but that's what happens when you fall asleep when you're doing you a mock draft. name dropping. Mm-mm. No, not all the time, but uh, it's not hard to find. If you get over on Twitter, you can figure that out pretty easily. But uh, but yeah, we did our pop mock. Uh, but starting out, let's just go ahead and talk about what everybody's been talking about on the news, on all the sports channels. Toronto has brought home their first NBA title. The North. We the North. Uh, I, I put out last night on Instagram basically talking about why I decided to root for them. I exposed myself. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure, I mean, you we, we're here. You know, we're in the New Orleans area. We're Pels fans. Would you consider yourself a Pels fan? I If I had to, yeah. I'm, yeah, I would have to root for my own team because I don't. You got to. It would be wrong for me to root for anybody else. Exactly. So, I mean, we have big things coming in the offseason now, but. I, uh, you know, going into next year, Zion's coming in. Everybody pretty much knows that that's going down. But I basically went ahead and talked about why I was so excited for this. Uh, besides the point of Kawhi laughing, that obviously made me a fan. But Boogie Cousins was, uh, you know, a member of the Golden State team this year. He turned down $40 million over two years for a one-year $5 million contract with the Golden State Warriors. And to see him not get a ring was was way more satisfying than watching Kawhi celebrate with Oakley goggles on. Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm glad that happened. I am too. Like, and you, and like, I, I was, I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago about a guy. He's like, "Why don't you want Boogie to get a ring?" And I'm like, "Dude, like, are you not a Pelicans fan?" I'm like, "It just makes the most sense." Like, you literally, we had a team, you know, at, before he got hurt, 
we had a playoff team. I mean, we went to the playoffs. It was forty million over how many years? Forty million over two years. I thought it was 40 that was million over five years. No, two years. Or that was four. that was a two year forty million dollar deal he turned down. That's twenty million dollars a year, and he turned that down for the hopes of getting a free ring and five mil for one year. Now he's got to worry about where his next paycheck's going to come from as far as the offseason and signing a contract. So we literally I see his future in the Los Angeles Lakers organization in Los Angeles. Probably <laughs> he's like, where's the next place I can get a ring at? Where's the next stop? Can, can I come back to New Orleans? And if they let him back in New Orleans, I'm gonna be pretty upset because I feel like that's like the ultimate like no go. Don't do that. But literally, if you think back to it, and before we get to fantasy football, I just have to say this stuff. I have to say my piece with it. Like, you had a team. You had Rondo. You had, you know, uh, Drew Holiday. You had a healthy AD. And then you had DeMarcus Cousins. I mean, they, they, they balled. They balled that entire season. It comes down to him getting hurt. They still got to the playoffs. Drew Holiday went fucking God mode. Uh, swept the Trailblazers, and then they lost to Golden State. Imagine if DeMarcus Cousins never got hurt, okay? I think that they could have gave Golden State a run for their money and could have possibly beat them with how good they were playing. I mean, you remember that was, what, last year? Yeah, it would have been a better... Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just... It, the possibilities of it, if he would have re-signed this year... AD might never have gotten the way he wanted to, like the way he's become now. He might never wanted out if Boogie was still there. I still want to know what got his panties in a while. Just he didn't have anybody around him. I mean, he's been there from the jump. He was drafted there, and I mean, just like the same reason. Talk all the shit about how you want to stay there, then fucking be patient. Yeah, well, hey, look at him now. He's pissed yeah. off. Then pisses, got his panties in a wad. Nobody likes me anymore. That's all, fans, folks. He's sending fans out of the stadium and shit. And look what they get: number one lottery pick. Yeah, it's 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 going to be Zion's team. It's he's Zion's the team. The shoe breaker. Shoe breaker. Yeah, but he yeah he won't be wearing Paul George's. He'll be wearing his own shoe. You you already know his own shoe's coming. He better hurry up. Oh, I know it's about to start. NBA next season is going to be so exciting for. Pelicans fans and just for the city of New Orleans, I'm I'm so excited. We're probably gonna be going to a lot of games. I can see that happening. Easy. Yeah. I could go to some. We're, we're, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. We're gonna do that for sure. At least at least my first true NBA game. That'd be my first NBA game ever. You've never been to an NBA would game? Be one, yeah, would be Dude, one. Dude, you haven't, there. have you? Yeah, because yeah, I tried to get you to go last season. Yeah, I've never been to one. Yeah, we're definitely going to a game. Anybody in the New Orleans area listening to this, y'all want to go to a game, holla at your boy. Uh, we'll, we'll try to make some things happen. I got the free tickets last season just from just from Twitter. Dude was like, shout out to you, yeah, by so the way. You got to buy them now because the tickets prices are about to go insane. Oh, my God. They already have. They went up like crazy. I think they sold uh, the night that we found out that we had Zion. They went up, uh, what, I don't know. They, they sold like 2,500 season tickets. I mean, I know it's a no-brainer to keep the pick and to pick him and all, but it hasn't happened just yet. I understand, but I it's going to happen. Still, it still hasn't happened. Like, if you do that, go ahead and cancel the franchise. Like, I don't even want if, – if they find a way – if they fuck that up, I don't want basketball in New Orleans anymore. I'm done. I'll be yeah. done with it. It'd be over with. All right, GGFS Pop Mock 3. So, we did our third draft on Tuesday. Jordan was present. This was your first mock draft over on Sleeper. Get over to Sleeper uh, sleeper.app. You can uh, check out the platform, make you a profile, download the app. It's available on the uh, Apple Store and on the Google Play Store. It is slowly but surely becoming like the go-to fantasy app. Like I can see in the next few years this is going to take over. It's already taken over for us. We've moved the Garage Guys Pro League. Um, it's going to be on Sleeper this year. So super excited about that. 
Um, and they just, they've really done a lot of work. I mean, how, how are you liking the app now after the update? You finally updated it. You're, you know, it's draft season. You're ready to go again. What did you think about it? Cause he's an Android user. Yeah. I like the colors. I, um, I mean, the only complaint is they obviously, none of them have an Android or maybe something with my phone, but I can't see the whole Yeah. Where names, they had the overlapping but, issue. Yeah. The little overlapping names. But other than that, I really like the, I like the color contrast. It makes it a lot easier to it look pops, at the draft dude. board and. This shit pops for sure. And, I mean, they're going to fix that. that. That'll be taken care of before before we get a little bit closer to the season. But it is it is draft season. It's not draft season. It's mock season. So, Sleeper is the best place to mock by far. They literally have an entire board. And most of you guys that listen to this already play on Sleeper. But Sleeper has an entire draft board, just like you would do a live draft. And it's right there on your phone. I've seen people connect this to 50-inch flat screen TVs. And it's like you're like at, at Hooters or B-dubs and you're doing a live draft. Like It's pretty awesome. And it's all done by your phone. So uh, getting into the draft, we the way we have it set up is the same way we're doing the Pro League. This was our third redraft mock of the year. And we do three flex spots, no kicker, a defense, quarterback, two wide receivers, two running backs, and one tight end. No kickers, huh? No kickers. That that those days are long gone. There's a, you hear you hear that Blewett got cut from the Bears. He was there for a very short amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> he blew his chance. He blew yeah, it. Yeah, he blew did. it pretty bad. Ha <laughs> Dad jokes. Father's Day. Yeah. So first, you're supposed off, to say no pun intended. No pun. No. Well, there. I don't care. <laughs> like, talk about your first pick in this mock draft because a lot of people are going to to disagree with you. Alvin Kamara, first pick overall. Okay, so you you took him over Saquon. I mean, is it is it is it more of it had to do with like that's that's just our team, or is it just because like you really believe he's going to outperform Saquon this year? I believe Alvin Kamara is more dangerous by himself than. Saquon was last year. So no, wor- no worries with Latavius Murray at all being a part of the backfield? He won't be as big as Mark Ingram. There's no way he could be as big as Mark Ingram. I don't as, know. You know, as big of taking carries away from him or, you know, third downs. And so I'm sure he's going to be a relief back, you know, and, and get some some good looks and some throws from, from Drew. But he's not going to be taking away those ground and pound carries that I thought Alvin Kamara couldn't do. Well, we know Alvin can handle it. Like we saw that in the first four weeks. I, I still think that Latavius Murray is going to have some impact. Um, he, you know, because if you think back to when he had a healthy O line um, a couple years back, I mean, he was a monster. I mean, he put up some really good fantasy numbers. So, I mean, he's he's going back. I don't want to see. I don't want to see Saquon get, you know, threw into the dirt like he did last year and end up getting hurt in, in some way. That's my he's, only he's concern. He's going to be carrying the ball like crazy. That's what I can justify out of why you took Kamara over Saquon, and that's what I was going to get to. So I'm glad you brought that up because I do feel like it's going to be really risky this year for him because just, I mean, they have Sterling Shepard. They have uh, Golden Tate now. But, like, could you imagine this Josh Daniels, like, muffing a punt and then Saquon jumping, trying to jump down and get the foot, like, Oh, I mean, you know Josh is going to be playing. I mean, no, they're, they're saying that there's competition. Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. They're saying yeah, there's competition. Josh, no. Okay. They, they, I read an article that said there's competition. I don't know. I, I don't just, know I don't if that it. was just the Giants organization trying to justify their stupid pick or if that was real. I think the Gi- that's the Giants trying to stay relevant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just wants they stay, to stay relevant, relevant because I guarantee you more people know. Uh, the same amount of people know that Kyler Murray – Went first overall. Right. And they also know the two things you can ask about this draft was number one, Kyler Murray went first overall. 
And number two, the Giants picked some no-name quarterback in, in the first round. Yeah, he's the second one <laughs> off the board. Like, that's wild. Like that, that's the two things that everybody knows about this about the NFL draft this year. Yeah, I mean, like I don't understand why they didn't take like Haskins or something. Like that. I mean, I like where Haskins is, you know, in Washington for sure. But like that was like the no brainer. Like you just kind of knew that like he was going to be going to the Giants. And then when when they picked Daniel Jones, I'm just like, holy shit! Like yeah. this doesn't make sense. So, but they're saying basically he's like Eli too. So that's probably why they just <laughs> I, I, okay a little better than Eli. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like if that's what you're striving for, yeah. like you know, good job. One, one step at a time. <laughs> um, other my my first pick, I picked in the four spot. Um, I took David Johnson. So, um, you know, the I took him over Ezekiel Elliott, and my reasoning behind that is that I feel like Cliff Kings Cliff like last year I was completely against him. I didn't want anything to do with David Johnson, partially because the year before he completely wrecked my entire like team because on the first game against the Detroit Lions I'll never forget that that day I was like because like literally we were playing in an eight-man league and I got this guy like with the seventh overall pick and I'm like how stupid are all of you like you guys are idiots like it was, it was a local league we were playing in and and I got him and then he gets hurt and I'm like, holy shit! Like this was like terrible hand for the season. <laughs> yeah, and like the year before, he was he was a monster. I feel like he's gonna come back this year. I'm the high. three years before he was a monster, or two years before he was a monster. Yeah, it was the it was what, the 2016. Yeah, he was like first overall. Like, no, all, well, at least in the first round for at least two years. Yeah, that was the that. 2016 season because 2017 is when I drafted him, and then. Last year, he just—I didn't think he was going to do great with you know with the new coach and just the system was just fucked. And yeah, he comes back from injury too. Yeah, I mean, I get it was a wrist a injury. We injury, talked about, but that it was a lot. still it was a lot of a lot of football miss. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, getting back, so I feel like David now. I feel like the confidence levels are going to be higher. I think Cliff Kingsbury is going to bring you know a, a little bit more of an edge to the system and just the, these younger that, coaches. Why take that big of a chance on your first round pick? Wouldn't you feel more comfortable with Zeke, with D Hop? I mean, it was more of like with Melville. I mean, there's two people on this on this list of who was drafted in the first round that I'm not touching this year in the first round. Okay, David Johnson right. and Le'Veon Bell. I don't want either one of them. I can in I the can first respect round. I can respect Lev Bell. Um, I mean, I can even respect why you wouldn't want to pick David Johnson. But, I mean, like, my main thing with him is I feel like just, like, la- after last year, like, he just knows that he can do better. And I think that they, they Every just, person on this list they knows they can do better him. than last year. I know, but they didn't use David Johnson right last year. And now he's got a coach. They couldn't. They couldn't get nobody out of his way. Dude, they were, like, putting in – I don't even remember the backup's name. They were, like, putting him in for carries. It was it was horrendous, dude. Like that Maybe there was that an underlying was, issue that we didn't know. That about. was all coaching, and like I just like when I found out like the coaching staff was it Mike McCarthy, not Mike McCarthy. No, I, I made that mistake bad last year. <laughs> I, they were like, "Oh, Mike McCarthy is green," but I can't even remember the guy's name. No, That's remember. how bad it is. But yeah, it's like they're just irrelevant. And but I just feel like now, like I feel like Cliff Kingsbury knows who David Johnson is, and he knows how to run a football team. Kyler Murray's going to be exciting to watch on you know on his feet running around, but I feel like David Johnson's going to have a big bounce back year. So that's for me. I think that that's why I would take him over. I mean Zeke for me in this Zeke, D Hop, Melville, Devontae, Lev, yeah. Julio, 
know. It was just like a shot. Even I would even it was I would shot. even closely put Julio on that list because I don't know because I've always felt that way about Julio. I don't like Julio. I don't think I've ever drafted Julio. I never have either. I, I don't, and it's not even because he's a Falcon. You know, yeah, yeah I mean? it's just it's just I just I just I just don't know. I don't trust it, and I especially don't trust it this year because of Calvin Ridley. Um, but yeah, Julio went one ten. Lev Bell, 1-9. Adams, and I was excited to see this. So after I made my take with Devontae Adams being a top-two wide receiver, you see D-Hop go at the 1-6. Melvin Gordon went at 1-7. And then Devontae Adams at 1-8. That's where I like to see Devontae yeah, Adams there's go. no Cobb. Yeah, no Cobb there. I mean, you, got, you got Geronimo, Allison. You got, you got Geronimo, you got Valdez, Scantling, and you've got Devontae Adams. Which I don't know. You know those, a lot of people are talking about Those two did very well. Scantling. They did okay, um, but it was kind of like they threw a wrench in the bucket for those games. You know, they just had some players playing because they had so many injuries. Shit just wasn't right. You know, and either. they didn't know how to cover them. They didn't have any film on them. They didn't have, and they ended up having some film by the end of the end of the season. They still performed pretty well, but you still had Aaron Rodgers throw the football. Right. But, it's a. Uh, it's going to be cool to see. I mean, like, I, I don't have any issue thinking that Green Bay is going to be able to work their way back in to being a contender for that NFC North you know, title this year. Um, I think that everything will be fine. And I saw a really funny thing earlier today about um, about the head coach and his torn ACL. They can use the injury excuse all year. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like, if, if anything bad happens. Um. This is another one, and we talked about this. So at one eleven, Joe Mixon is going off the board. He went before Michael Thomas. Agree or disagree? Before Michael Thomas, I disagree. Okay, so I know that like there's not been a whole lot of like hype behind Joe Mixon or behind anything to do with the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Mixon over James Conner. Joe yeah. Mixon over OBJ. How do you feel about that? How Joe Mixon over Juju? There's a lot I mean, of that, hype. That's a lot I, over. I, okay, I could Joe justify. Joe Mixon over Mike Evans. Todd I, Gurley, I can, I can justify understand. that. I can justify that. I don't know. Last year, Mike Evans was a dog with whoever was throwing the football. He did. He had He had his week. He had his I ups mean, and downs. I don't know if he had very many downs. I mean, I don't think he had many games under 10. We got to go look at this. Okay. So, game log for Mike, Mike Evans. Evans was going crazy last year. Okay, so PPR. No, I mean, he dipped he had, off in the middle had, of the season. Okay, he had the he bad game. He started off strong with Fitzpatrick. He had the bad game 27, with 22, and 25 in the first few weeks. And then against Chicago, he had 11. Um, that was a hell of a defense. His Still next, got 11. His next highest scoring game was against Cincinnati with 29. Badass game. Then he dipped off. He had 30 against the Giants. It's just um, it's, it was their quarterbacks. The, you know their quarterback situation was so it was fucked just up last and down. Year. But I think the only the, the main thing about that was their quarterback situation was so fucked. Yeah, like you know they had he was coming in his worst game was went over uh, Fitzpatrick threw four or five intercept how many interceptions he threw that game? Mm, which game I want to say it? four. It was it was week four, week five. One of the, whichever one he had eleven points. Oh, that was against Chicago where he fucking yeah, tanked. Yeah, they, that they, was where they pulled his they ass be, out. They be, <laughs> and it was like nobody – I mean, yeah. I guess people by then knew how badass Chicago's defense was. Yeah, that's you and that's know? when it got big, dude. Yeah. I remember I drafted them last year just because they had Khalil Mack. That was the only reason I got Yeah, him. that was probably Chicago's – one of the, one, no, the Chicago was the number one defense last year. No, no cap. Oh, yeah. No cap. But yeah, and then uh, the last game of the season, he had 28 points against Atlanta. So I, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what happens with Tampa Bay this year, especially with Bruce Arians. I think that that if anybody's going to get Winston where he needs to be, it's going to be Arians. 
So I do like I do like me some Mike Evans this year. I also like a little bit of Chris Godwin. I, I'm really intrigued with, you know, I'm I'm going to be paying a lot of attention to the Buccaneers team, and because because I mean it is they're due, man. They're due to kind of where he come? Be he came from. He retired. He came from retirement. He was at he was with he was the, the Arizona Cardinals Arizona, head coach for a long retired. time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, Arians is a uh, he's you, you can always see him rocking the Kango. So he, was, he was with always uh, rocking his Kango hat. He was with like the, Samuel L, the quarterback for the greatest show on turf. Um, yeah, Kurt Warner. Warner. Kurt, what would he break his neck? Break his neck a couple years ago or something? I don't know. He broke something. I remember seeing him on there, but yeah, he was the Kurt he Warner. Like, guy. Oh, he had like the he had like a neck brace on. He had a neck brace or something. <laughs> like he broke his arm or his shoulder, collarbone, something weird. It was weird. There's always something I don't know, crazy I just going about on that. Like. But yeah, um, but back to Joe. We completely got off of Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, Joe. Like, okay, so this is this is where I look at it. Like, I can justify it being because, like, okay, you want running backs that you know are going to be getting like the ball a ton of times, like in the first round, and running yeah, backs are scarce. Okay, so I can understand that. And then for me, I feel like Joe Mixon has had so much just up and down. And, you know, the first year, his rookie year, he came in. I was so hyped about him, and I drafted him. I drafted him late, and he tanked. Um, last year, I mean, he had he had a, a few good games. I mean, his first game of the year, he had 20 fantasy points. You know, against Tampa Bay in Week 8, he had 25. Uh, that's standard, too. Uh, PPR, he had 25 in Week 1, um, 28 in Week 8, and then 22 against Cleveland in Week 12. And 24 against the Chargers in Week 14, and those were his. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, and 27 against Oakland. So those were those were really his highest PPR scoring games. Um, I think. In when did total, AJ go out? AJ went out. Shit, I can't even remember when AJ, AJ went, went out. They're saying Tyler, he's looking really Tyler good Board went, Tyler Boyd went crazy. Tyler Boyd helping had a, Joe yeah. out too. I think he had a couple. Um, I'd have to pull it up, but but dude, he. Uh, I think total last year. Let's see. Eight touchdowns for Mixon in total, and that was in like what six that's, weeks? That's like a that's like a C C plus grade running back right there. I would say that's a that's one touchdown per two games. Though I mean, dude, he's he was averaging over ten points a game. I mean, that's a that's a fantasy running back. That's like a RB two. No, that's that's like borderline RB one numbers right there last season, and that was from last season. I just feel like he got kind of overshadowed because the Bengals were so bad that we didn't really pay attention to what he was personally doing. So now with new coach coming in, now with, uh, you know, they're changing a lot of things around on the offense. Joe's already came out and basically said, like, like y'all in for a treat this year. Like, this is, it's different. It's going to be good. So I'm, I'm, I'm all aboard taking Joe's word, and I'm completely I'm fine. I'm completely fine with drafting him where he's going that late in the first round as I'm, a running back. I'm not okay with taking his word. But I'm okay with taking this talent. All right, going into round two, um, I grabbed Nick Chubb. You pulled Damian Williams. Those are our next two. Dalvin, he, he's kind of the guy that you were kind of talking about. One that's going to get all the carries. I feel like Damian Williams. See, like yeah. with Carlos Hyde coming into the Chiefs now, that's that's got me kind of iffy. That's got because I I think that Andy Reid's going to do his best to take him to the Waffle House. I think he's going to treat him to a nice All Star breakfast. And then he's going to say, all right, you eat this, and you're going to eat on the field as well. So For I think, Hyde? I think Carlos Hyde is, is going to have some work to do in Kansas City. I think that Andy – I think Carlos Hyde's going to take that number two spot. You think so? Yeah. So you think Williams is the or, number one? Or you one. could see like you could see kind of like a boom and zoom thing with them, with you know like Mark Ingram, Kamara, and kind of have 
the, their games swap back and forth that are real big. You know, one of them will have the big game, one of them will have an okay game, but I think both of them are still going to have decent years. Okay, so let's go ahead and just talk about this while we're going through this draft because I'm pretty sure that some of our players that we're going to be talking about, uh, some of the guys that we're excited for, we have three players that we're excited for. Let's go ahead and just talk to them, talk about them while we're going through this draft. Damian is one of your guys. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's what I really think. I think that he's going to take over the number one spot. And uh, Kansas City loves to run the football. Everybody's scared of them, that fucking arm that catch-up guy's got. Mm-hmm. So Hunt's catch-up guy. Yeah. So I think that, they, that he's going to have the field open for him. Okay, he just – this is the the problem, though. It's just the sample size. I mean, because after Kareem, after Kareem Hunt got suspended and then he got cut from the team, that's when he stepped in. So we only have – you know, real true like numbers of him through from week 13 to 17. And yeah, PPR, I mean, the best game that he had, the best two games he had, he had 25 against Seattle in week 16, and he had 30 against the Chargers in week 15. Those are his highest scoring games. Other games, 19. Those were two pretty good defenses last year, too. Yeah. And I mean, he had 19 against Baltimore, and he had 12 against Oakland. But I mean, obviously, the last game of the season, they already knew that they were going to the playoffs, so they didn't really play him a whole lot. Yeah. So, with that small sample size, are you confident in drafting him where he's going? I mean, where you, you picked him at 212. And I mean, for yeah, it was the last pick just for a run. But like, like being a running back, though, I mean, that's what's important, really. I mean, he's a, a starter, basically, right? I mean, now, I, I picked as him know. as a running back over Marlon Mack, Carrion Johnson, Devontae Freeman. Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, David Montgomery, Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones. And you see, at that end of that second round, the third round, there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight running backs drafted. Back to back to back, dude. Eight in a row. Yeah. So you, pick one. You got yeah, you gotta <laughs> get a running back early this yeah, you year. You gotta get the, two the running backs within the first three picks. And do you do you think to. that's gonna change going into the future either? Because I don't think that's going anywhere. No, I don't think it is either. I think my my strategy for this year Just is just a to get hybrid nature. Two running backs and two wide receivers within the first four rounds. I think I'm gonna go back to back running back, dude. That's the way. And I'm you and you can. Right that's what I'm saying. But you get them two running backs, and you got you got to go back and get two wide receivers right after. Yeah. Or you got to get like a running back wide receiver, running back wide receiver. Or something See, that's like that. what I did in this draft. I went two. I went two running back with David Johnson and Nick Chubb at two nine, and then I pulled into my wide receivers, getting into the round three in just a second. We'll go into that. But right after Williams, I, I will. I will say this: you cannot go wrong drafting a Kansas City. Running back for some reason, Kansas City running back. I mean, you remember back to the Jamal Charles days. They have always, unless like, yeah. unless well, then you get. Well, I don't want to go back to them days because Jamal Charles got hurt. Then you had dude. That was the uh, worst. Was the other one. That the was like when season, we first like started playing too. Yeah, like that was around the time we first started playing fantasy. Man, I remember Jamal Charles. Oh, uh, who was the one? The K. It was K. His name started with a K. K. Oh man. Ah. Uh, no, Sean Marino. No. Dude, was, Noshan was the man. This was the one that came after Jamal Charles. Uh, I remember like uh, Char, Charkandrick West, and I Charkandrick remember, West. But there was another one in Africa. There was Spencer Ware, Charkandrick West, and there was one more. I can't remember. They went. The other one. He went crazy for like two weeks, and he got hurt. And then it oh, came shit. to Charkandrick West and all them. 
The reason I thought about No Sean Marino, I can remember back when Instagram was was not owned by Facebook, and I remember like No Sean Marino had an Instagram, and I was like, I made a meme that was like No Sean knows all, and that was yeah. before memes were even popular, <laughs> and he liked it and followed me, and he was like talking to me in the comments. I was like, oh, I was so excited. I was like fanboying over. Here. I was like, you're on my fantasy team. So like, yeah, it's, it was. Um, I don't know. They just they produced. It, I, I I miss the old days sometimes, man. Those were fun when we were first starting out. Great shit. Going into three, though, at the turn from Damian Williams, I love this. Um, Travis Kelsey went at 2-8. Niles Davis. Niles Davis. I had to look yeah, it up. Yeah, dude. Niles Davis. I yeah. know. I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he was the I, hottest way to pick I started with a king, but I was trying to say cuh. And the same thing you was doing is why you yeah. came to the shark Okay, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What You're good. Saying? So we had Travis Kelsey at 2-8. We had Zach Ertz at 2-11. Is that too early for a tight end in no, this type of league? I think you got... Like other than like, I think you got the second best tight end off the board easy with George Kittle. Better than Ertz, I'll think? put him over Ertz this year. Yes, I put George Kittle over Ertz. You can hate me if but, you want to. People listening, but, hey, I don't hold care. On. Hold on, hold on now. I got him as a tight end, a tight end too. On uh, so Kelsey, basically because of Pat. Kelsey basically because we don't really Which know what's really, going to shake that, up with Hill yet. With anybody. Hill is still lingering. We don't really know what's going to happen with that situation. We know that the cop situation, all that's out the way, but we don't really know. I mean, I have I have a pretty good feeling that he's going to be starting week one. But just is because, Sammy still there? And Sammy Watkins is still there, yeah. So, I mean, he would obviously jump to the wide receiver one if that was the case. But but in reality, we all know that Travis Kelsey is the true wide receiver one on that well, team. If that's the but issue. In our in our time, have we seen a team make it very far with a tight end being their number one wide receiver? I, I don't think we have any team make it very far and or or not get them hurt. Other than, when Zach other Ertz, than Gronk, when Zach Gronk, but he wasn't number one. He didn't always get all the targets. Gronk was like the hottest target. Yeah, they though, all, but, but they had Edelman. Time. But yeah, but they had Edelman. Yeah, they had Edelman. They had uh, and uh, also Gronk's only had two championships, right? Or one? I think he's had two. Two? I think it's I something like go, that. I had to go check it. But I we gotta get an intern, man, to be. Checking I wonder this how. Us. I wonder how well <laughs> Kelsey would do without Tyreek Hill. I mean, I think you know? I think that it's easy to say that if, if that was the case, and he and Tyreek, let's say Tyreek Hill does get a suspension, or Andy Reid is just like, we're not going to play you for a few games or whatever. I don't know what could happen, but that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. No, <laughs> no. If he can happen. play, he's going to play. Yeah. But you know, I, I I fully am confident that even though it might not be morally right, everything that happened when you're looking at it from I'm trying to win a championship and I need the best players on the board. Don't be afraid to draft Hill. Um, he's if anybody tries to tell you that it's immorally wrong for you to draft him, they want him. There's something wrong with them. They're gonna All try right, to get him we, late. We're, that's, we're not we're not playing. Uh, you know, yeah. This this isn't. I'm not playing fantasy. Uh, who's psychology be the best it's not person about that. It's, it's in the about world winning. Yeah, you, you, you gotta win to win. Yeah, it's like it's like pe- when people draft Kareem Hunter, you're gonna sit there. It's like you know, eventually, like yeah, what they did was wrong. It'll be done. I'm not talking about that anymore. I think that Kelsey Kittle with Jimmy G though. I, I don't still, forget that that still. could that could put him above Kelsey. Mm, I don't. That know. was Burita. Right? I'm not ready to do. No, that, that. was what's that dude's name? I don't even remember his name. Burrito. The burrito. Burrito. <laughs> I was thinking of Matt Burrito. Burrito. 
Um, who who was the tight end at no, San Francisco? The, no, the quarterback. The quarterback. See, I can't even remember his name. Bethard. C.J. Bethard. C.J. Bethard. Yeah. And now we got Jimmy G. And then back. you had Nick Mullins. I mean, yeah. if he can do that, but see, but see, this is the saying. thing. That's ample. Kittle, Kittle, though. Kittle and C.J. Bethard had that connection. They both played at Iowa in college, and they both played at the same time, so they had that connection. That was that was good. That's it. And even Nick Mullins coming in, um, big. They, that was the original Big Dick Nick. I feel like. <laughs> but um, when Nick Mullins came in against playing the Raiders when he came in the way he did, they just balled out, dude. I'll never forget that. Like, Kittle's shown that it doesn't matter who it is. He's going to find a way to make plays, and that's just Iowa tight ends. Um, so it is what it is on that standpoint. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. But, yeah, Kittle going I, – I have him at two, but I think that was a good pickup on that turn. Then I got um, – What do you think about that next pick right after that lasting that long? Adam Thielen lasting to three two, is that a, um, is that a is that is something that should be happening? I don't who, understand who, why. Would you? Okay, so looking at it now, like, yeah, uh, I can I can see why just because people don't really trust Kurt, Kurt Cousins. Yeah, I can understand. I know that. I don't. I don't. What I really don't understand is why Stefan Diggs went at four five. That's mind blowing to me. Yeah. Because Thielen and Diggs should be pretty close together. Next one that went, Keenan Allen went at 3-3, which is surprising to see because nine times out of ten, most people are going to pick him up. It's just the injury issues that you have to worry about with him. Um, I got Amari at 3-4. I think it's going to be great value. Love Amari Cooper this year. Um, going on, And then we had that's when we had the big string of, of the running backs. Eight of them in a row. Man. Eight of them in a row. Um, and then coming back from that one, AJ Green went at four one. I think that's hell that's of a good value. The lowest I've ever seen him. Go. That's that's really good value because a lot of people are going to be sleeping on AJ Green this year because he's had what what has it been two back to back years where he's been injured and put out. So I mean they've already had the reports coming out. He's looking really fast. He's looking really healthy. New offense. I'm all in on that with AJ at four one. That is one of the best value picks Drake? of this. Uh, Kenyon Drake at four two. I feel like he could have waited a little bit longer. Um, I feel like you. I think that I will never draft that man again. <laughs> that broke your soul last never. year. Never. I'll, I'll never. Every forget that. time I played him, I lost. You went to Trash Can City. Every time I didn't play him, I won. But every time I didn't play him, it seemed like he got like fifteen, twenty, thirty points. <laughs> every one of you go look back. You can, if you want to know my record, go look at Kenyon Drake's last year and go look at every game he went off. I benched him and I and I won. And every game that I played him, he did shit and I lost. The only person I want to touch from Miami this year is Albert Wilson. I might have me a little bit of Albert Wilson somewhere late. Like that's about it. I'm not going any further with that. But um, I would have picked Julian Edelman, Brandon Cooks, Diggs, Woods. <laughs> like I would have picked all of them over Kenyon Drake. <laughs> Yeah, but who knows? I mean, Kenyon could come back and do big things. And like I said, it is a running back. He's obviously a starting running back. We'll see what happens in that backfield. Um, the next pick that I had was uh, Calvin Ridley at four nine, and I I personally feel like Ridley is going to have a huge breakout year. We've seen a little bits of what he could do last season, especially that game against the Saints where he threw up 40, 40 fucking points in PPR. Um, I don't know about a breakout year. 
you know, because well, I mean, he's already kind of yeah, he, he kinda broke, broke out, out there. last year. Yeah, but I mean, he had like what uh, his other big notable games: twenty-one against Cincinnati, nineteen. against Washington. I won't Washington, talk bad about him. Twenty-one until against I New out Orleans. If I, again. if I own him in any leagues, yeah, so. I like Ridley. I like Ridley this year. I don't like where he went to college. Well, I mean, I mean, you don't like where he went to college, and then Saints fans don't like where he plays for. But we're playing fantasy football here. You got to get I, the people to making the points. Saying, I just don't like it. Okay, so Ridley, I, I'm I'm down with Ridley this year. You picked up Cooper Cup at four twelve. I think that's great value. The, nothing needs to be said there. And then let it up with Jarvis Landry. You got Landry at five one. Um, I think I think that you got Landry a little too early. I think you probably could have waited about another round or two for him. Uh, I think he could have slipped. All right. No, he wouldn't have made it. He would have never made it back. He would have made twenty more picks. He would have never made it back. I, I like Landry in the sixth I, round. Like I picked him over Sammy Hill, Chris Godwin, Mike Williams, you, Tyler yeah. Lockett. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Tyler Boyd. All those were picked up after Jarvis. The thing about Jarvis this year, OBJ is is a great, great, for great where, wide for, receiver. Okay, let me just say this one thing. For where you drafted him at with the talent you drafted him over, yeah, I agree where you got him at. Yeah, because like it was Evan, Lamar, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. Yeah, you got him in the I mean, the only one would be Tyreek Hill, but yeah. we know why he's where he is. I mean, like... I could I could see like drafting like um I could see where people might want to go like with Lamar Miller over Jarvis Landry. Well, I was just looking at I was just looking at uh wide receivers. Wow. I, I mean with the wide receivers, yeah, but I mean like when you look at the running backs like Miles Sanders is going to be hot talked about if you know uh, Mark Ingram, depending on shit. what kind of work Mark Ingram's going yeah. to might show us some shit we ain't never seen before this yeah, year. Yeah, Mark Ingram's going to be doing some different shit for sure. And That's I mean, the only player I know from the Ravens besides that old quarterback that they drafted yeah. last year. And then they're already saying Marquise Brown is just not showing really that great, which is kind of concerning. But uh but I mean you still got some Mark other... Ingram could be a hell of a steal though, though. Mark Ingram's gonna be a hell of a steal. People are gonna sleep on him heavy this year just because of the fact that Lamar wants to run the ball a lot. I think that Mark Ingram's gonna be a great player and I mean he already is a great player. I think he's gonna be a great fantasy player. Uh, great fantasy pick this year, and you're going to be able to get him a lot lower than I think what he's worth. I mean, you're going to be looking at redraft leagues after the league when people are redrafting for this past year, and he's going to be going a lot higher. That's a guaranteed fact. It's so facto. Um, I picked up Tyreek Hill at 5'4". Um, I think that's good value. I think that's fantastic value, especially after the news dropped that, that the police weren't investigating anything else. Amari Ridley and Tyreek Hill is deadly, and I am more than happy with that stack at wide receiver. Um, you picked up Drew Brees at 6'12". I think that, that could have waited. <laughs> I think that, that definitely could have waited. Uh, what, I didn't what like what you... was on the board. I got you. That makes sense. I didn't like it. Uh, followed back up with James White at 6'9". DJ Moore, maybe, maybe that way. Yeah, I mean, he's at 6'4". Yeah, so, I mean, coming back. And then when we at the turn, you got Alshon Jeffrey at 7-1. I um, meant to pick Alshon Jeffrey first. Remember, yeah, I, 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 I tried to click on him. Really I thought it drafted when you're him. drafting it first. And then it started counting down like 10, 9, 8. And I was like, what are you talking about? I just made my arm made both picks. And then I went to him. But Okay, so I got Jared Cook at 7-4. Um, I like that value with him. I think he's another player that's going to be doing some hot stuff. They've already been talking about how much they love him in the Saints offense. I think he's going to fit that well. Um, but then, yeah, then you start seeing some of you know just players getting filled in, the best people off the board, this and that. Um, two of my other guys that I'm really high on this year and that I'm excited about, number one, 
Um, I've already talked about uh, you've already talked about Damian Williams, and you've got you've got another guy. Um, I want to go ahead and talk about one of my guys real quick, and that's going to be Noah Font. So Noah Font is one of the rookie tight ends coming out of Iowa, along with T.J. Hawkinson. Hawkinson goes to the Lions. Font's with Denver. Uh, Matt Lacoste, I think, was their starting tight end in Denver. Now he's in New England, and especially with Ben Watson having the issues he's going through. Matt Lacoste might be the starting guy there. So that's going to put that automatically should put Font at the starting position. And looking at Joe Flacco and his relationship with tight ends, um, he's he loves the tight end spot. He's going to dump it off to a, a running back or he's going to throw that ball to a tight end. And we've seen that over and over again. Just showcasing a little bit of stats from 2018 for Font. Um, and this is him splitting with TJ Hawkinson. All right, started 12 games. Uh, 39 receptions, 519 yards, and seven touchdowns in 2018. Then rushing with two attempts, one yard, no touchdowns rushing. But I mean, seven touchdowns for 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 Noah Font is incredible. I think that that's going to be some good value. I think with Joe Flacco, which is obviously a quarterback, likes to tie it in. I think that he's going to be somebody that's going to be really hot to pick up and that you can get really low as a rookie. Um, I mean, right now we're seeing him going around like, uh, I want to say like the 13th, 13th round. So, yeah, at the 13th round, I think that's going to be some good value. I think people are going to sleep on that a little bit. Just because Joe Flacco's there, they're not going to remember the fact that he does like the tight end position. Yeah, I think they I think they hear the name Joe Flacco and then they kind of walk away. Yeah, I think that it's going to be completely different. I think Joe Flacco is about to have a fucking year, dude. I just have this gut feeling that he's going to be. I I can imagine Joe Flacco. He had his year. I get that he did in 2013, but I well, can Rice see. Had his year too, so. I can see by like week eight or week nine, Joe Flacco being owned in like 80 percent of fantasy leagues. Easy, 80 80 to 80 to 85 percent. By like weekend, I can see it being a backup if things change. Yeah, and like because he's really not or ever like, picked you know, up. Like a bye week guy. I think they're gonna find a way to make it work in this system in Denver. Um, him with with all these other guys with Deshaun Hamilton, um, with uh, Cortland Sutton. I think they're gonna find a way to make it work. Philip Lindsay in the backfield. Royce Freeman. I think he's gonna be another bounce back guy. Um, Sucker Dick Royce. Yeah. Who's your other guy you like? Uh, Randall Cobb. Cobb Master. Yeah, I like him in in Dallas. Whenever I first saw that, I really I really think that he's been Dak's been looking for somebody else to throw the ball to, of course. Yeah, you know, Gallup and half and the Cooper, season last year. Well, Cooper's the he man. He was looking obviously. for one person to throw the football to. He couldn't find him. And then he finally got Amari. Then he finally got Amari, and he found somebody to throw the football to. Right. And you know, so say if if Amari would have just stayed there with only him. You're talking about double coverage for Amari. I don't know that Dak does really well with his reads as well as some quarterbacks and, you know, kind of making things happen like Russell Wilson type stuff. Yeah. But I think if he kind of knows his play, he's got a good good coach calling plays for him. He knows how to hit those throws, and I think that them trying to figure out Randall Cobb and Amari Cooper, that sounds like a good combo to me. Cobb's not dead. Cobb is not dead. No, there will still be some. There were, there, when the season starts, there will be no teams named Slob on my Cobb. Is there still corn on the Cobb? <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> trying, but trying by the end of the season, there will be some team dad, names so. that say Slob on my Cobb. Okay, so Slob on my Cobb is coming back. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, uh, it's yeah. the year of the slob on the cob, in the Dallas Dallas cobs. A lot of Dallas corn. They even grow corn. Can you even grow corn in Texas? I think you can grow corn any fucking where. I would hope so. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I never grew corn. I've talked to Corn Cobb about that one. Yeah. Um, other guy I like um, Chris Herndon. So the news broke recently. He is going to be probably serving a two-game suspension for a DWI. He pled guilty to it. Why? Why would you drive? You got Uber, man. You got something. <laughs> you got Uber. You got something. There's no excuses man. anymore. Not, there really isn't. Especially not for a, a football player. No, you got Uber. You making good money, you know. You got I Uber. Mean, you can. I'm, we need. You know what we need to do? We need to make a Uber that just Ubers a driver to you, so you can still take your badass car to the club. Uber everywhere. But they just drive your badass car for you. Three. So you can go and get out your badass car like you want to, but then. No badass car will come pick you up and bring you, you just home. like hire a guy to walk to your car. Like here, I'm gonna give you a tip. And he just like walks to your car. He's like, "Oh, is this your car? Like, drive it. Just drive. It. Yeah. <laughs> drive so I need it. a driver. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need a car. I just need a driver. We're gonna make an app called Druber. Druber. Just a driver. Just That's a driver. Just a guy. You order a guy or a girl. They just come. Just to I'm come like, and hey, drive. I'm here to drive for you. Yeah. Yeah. If you because I mean. Because, I mean, you're a big NFL guy. You, money, right? You, you know, know what? Big NFL stars don't have friends to call. They don't have families. All their friends and families are getting fucked up with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. You're right yeah. on that. Just pop him too many bottles. Just hop on the Druber app. Some random dude will be down the street the in like two minutes. I have drank and drove was because I had my vehicle there and I had nobody to drive at home. And I yeah. wasn't going to leave it there. And he, and so now you know you get like, a driver. I got a driver. Order a driver. And you always have a DD now. I do. Yeah, because because I mean like so, sober October every day for Chase over here. So yeah, we're rocking and rolling that way. But Chris Herndon last season, um, you know he he had he had like the you know he was iffy. I would probably give him a grade of like a C minus. But I mean. He put up some points, man. Like uh, week six had had thirteen, and we always talk about a good fantasy player is going to average at least ten points a game. You want it, you want it, you want your floor to be somewhere around there. So best games he had last season, the biggest game he had, he broke uh, twenty points against Green Bay in week sixteen. I'm expecting so much more out of him now with Adam Gase being there, Le'Veon Bell's there. That field's going to open up a lot more. Robbie Anderson is really the, the he's the wide receiver one there. This is and the way they used Hernan last year. Now with a new coach that tries to put a little more emphasis on the tight end, he wants his quarterback throwing that ball constantly. He likes the quarterback to throw the ball. That's he's he's not really big on the hot running game, but I think that he has no other choice now with Le'Veon Bell there. You got to have the run game established. Oh yeah. So I like. Let's hope, he, let's hope he uses uh, Druber too. Yeah, yeah, gotta make sure. Yeah, Robbie, Robbie Anderson, Robbie Anderson he he'll spit in your eye and and, and pee on your <laughs> wife. Like he'll do all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, that that damn Robbie, hooey, dirty boy. Um, but yeah, I like Herndon this season. I think that he's going to be getting a lot more targets than he did last year, and I see him being probably a solid. I can say a solid top ten tight end. I will vouch for that. I'll put that. I'll put my. I'm I'm putting my word on it. That was me smacking my word down. Um, last guy I have, and then I'll let you talk about your dude. And this is one guy I feel like everyone's forgotten about. I literally drafted this guy 
as my last pick in this mock at 16-9, a wide receiver one, Josh Doxson over the Washington Redskins. You got Case Keenum there now. You got a different quarterback. It's a lot better than the situation you had last season. And even though, like, they started the, the year off, you know, you had, uh, who was it there? It was uh, it was Alex Smith. And, you know, he, the first game he had two two fantasy points. Second game, <laughs> seven fantasy points. And then I believe it, he had a little stint where he, he missed uh, two games. Then he got a little hurt. Come back with five against Carolina. His top scoring game last season was 14 fantasy points against Tampa Bay. I bet he had dreams of Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. He had two touchdowns. Maybe Josh Doxson. That's it. Josh Doxson could not have had a worse year than he did last year. Good news is, new quarterback coming in. I have a little bit more faith in Case Keenum uh, than I do. In, I have in, more faith in Case Keenum than I've ever had after seeing him. Yeah, you know, like I mean, like, it wasn't he, the best he did in Denver, but I mean, in Minnesota, well, I, Denver, you can't knock Denver what he did was, in Minnesota. The, I man. think the coaching was a problem in Denver, but yeah. Personally. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vance Joseph just wasn't ready. Yeah, he wasn't ready. We have to be honest. He just wasn't so, doing it. So now he's there. You got Jay Gruden, brother of John. I think that Case could do pretty well there. It's just that these targets are so limited. Okay, so right now your your big three wide receivers in Washington: Josh Doxson. Tell me if you've ever heard this name: Terry McLaurin and Trey Quinn. I've heard, heard Trey, Trey Quinn. I've, I've heard, heard Trey, Trey Quinn, Quinn too. I think Trey. I think Where Trey's going to be. From? Trey's going to be a sleeper this year. I think Trey could be a big sleeper. Was this Josh year. Doxson the one in our first ever fan or live fantasy draft that we wrote on the board and didn't know who the hell he was? I can't remember. And even if we Drittle, did, we, we no. Turtle drafted him. Oh, he, he was picked that Sam him? Bradford in what <laughs> second round? Yeah, but I think I think he came <laughs> back and got Josh Dox. I think he picked him up his rookie year. He did. I think that was he him. Did. He picked him up. And he then did. Like, he had like two or three good games, and we were just like, "What is this? Who is this guy? Yeah, are you a, are you a magician?" Fuck? I think was that, that was him. Twenty sixteen? No, it wasn't twenty sixteen. It wasn't him. It wasn't no. Well, yeah, maybe twenty. So. Yeah, no, it wasn't him. I mean, he's. He hasn't it was really, a Washington wide receiver. Though. Josh Doxson just really hasn't posted those kind of numbers. My faith on Josh Doxson comes behind the fact of Dwayne Haskins taking over that offense. He can get that ball where it needs to go. He's pocket QB. He's already shown that you know he was Urban Meyer's favorite quarterback he ever played for him. We've seen what he did at Ohio State. I think that this could be a resurgence for Josh Doxson, and I think that people are sleeping on him way too hard. That's all i got to say about, about my three guys. You got another guy you want to talk about? It's not really a guy. Okay. It's a thing. It's multiple. Okay. A team? Jacksonville wide receivers. Okay, I like where you're going. All right. What you got to say? Nick Foles, new man in town, the no more Bortles combat, which I was really upset about because he really led me to the championship that year, which you know just probably just gave me a hard on for him. Don't worry. He, he's chilling last in his year, Tesla and, with and Dip. It, yeah, it didn't work out last year. In back in, the, in Los Angeles now. But you got D.D. Westbrook. DJ Chark. Yep. And well, like is, what's the other one? The other one left. Oh, dude. Hold on. I got this. Robinson? Allen Robinson left last year. Yeah, Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson's Bears, been man. gone. Yeah. No, I know. So you're, you're gonna talking, see you're gonna see some about, you're gonna see some passes thrown in Jacksonville this year. They're gonna have to throw the football to somebody. Nobody really knows who just yet. Me personally, I hope it's DJ Chark. I think DJ's going to have a breakout year this year. I think he could I th- really be somebody that's that's not okay. on this draft board. Remember okay. that. 
Jacksonville Jaguars, D.D. Westbrook, Marquise Lee, D.J. Chark, Lee, yeah, yeah. Keelan Cole, Chris Conley, Terrell Pryor. I did see that. Yeah, I did see that whenever Ugh, I was researching this. I don't Terrell like Pryor that. being there. I don't like that. I don't know. Somebody's going to have to Foles be the number is, one there. The true big dick Nick can bring out the best in any wide receiver, right? Which which wide Saint receiver Nick. is going to be the number one wide receiver to throw big dick Nick a touchdown? Okay, I mean, like, the easy answer there is going to be, like, Marquise Lee. You know what I mean? I think D.D. Westbrook over Marquise Lee. But I think that D.J. Chark is going to be the one that shocks everybody this he year. He could be that. He could be just... This dude just, is fast. This is going to be deep ball guy. This is going to be everybody's focusing on Lee and Westbrook and Chark's down the field on the 10-yard line. You can see a whole a new bomb team. pass. Uh, dude, I'm ex- I'm really excited about the Jaguars. And, like, you kind of... Like, they're kind of in the back of my head. Like, because we're still so early into, like, mock season. And just, you know, we're just getting our fire cooked back up under for fantasy football. This is... This is an exciting team to look at, just because they're one. They're they're a colorful team. Love the color schemes. Love everything about the I like Jags. That matte black. I don't know something about that matte black. That matte black in the gold. Matte the helmets. Black. Yeah, matte black makes yeah, everybody back happy. To shiny I don't now, even though. know why. They're back to shiny helmets. They're going. They're going to throw some matte they're black back to, out there. They, they should. I think that though. they should get off of the whole. The they should get off like the uh, the nineties thing and just like do a mixture of like future and nineties. Keep the turquoise jerseys, matte black helmets. I like with the, the matte gold black helmets. I think they should bring back the two tone helmet. I really enjoy. And that. then we could all say a prayer for Leonard Fournette. Got to season. I just, I, we I just hope, we hope and pray. He's a third round running back, man. It's been about four years. Third round running back since he's had a healthy season. So we can hope for it. Maybe he took enough time off last year to. In the words of Lil Wayne, let's pray ten fingers together. Yeah, let's forever. see it. Which he's been talking a lot of shit on Instagram and. And, uh, Leonard, shit like that. Yeah, he's been. Talking I have not seen shit. him. What's he been saying? Yeah, just talking shit about how he's already and stuff, and you know, and it's gonna be the, it's, it's gonna be my well, year. That's good though. He's got know. the confidence. Oh, I mean, I'm down with that. He's been but, listening look, to, to a to lot. Show of, us some shit. He's been listening to a lot of G Easy. But you see, but the thing I understand, these players don't think about is is they say that type shit and they fuck our fantasy minds all kinds of up. Yeah, I mean, that's all they gotta do. Like one play, like AP. Oh, I'm gonna go for two thousand. AP immediately goes up. <laughs> like for yeah, me, yeah. I'm like, oh, if AP's got that kind of confidence, I'm okay. I'm in. Exactly. Like, so you I got can't AP just late, go off of what no, they say. Yeah, no. You know, you just uh, you sucks. can't. You gotta, you gotta go see. Off what, of you, it. Got, you gotta see. You gotta see. The you like to see a happy men- mental state, of course. But for right you know? now, with what we do know. I feel like this is just more of like, like, and everybody you're listening to, whether you listen to this podcast, or whether you're listening to multiple podcasts, and I hope that you would be listening to multiple podcasts because you need to take other people's opinions and get them and to, to make your own. Because again, at the end of the day, let's remind them what we're here for. We're here to give you our opinions for you yeah. to make your own judgments and for you to make your picks. Because anybody, you can sit here and listen to anybody. That's when we stuff, started, we got we got tired go of listening to other people. people. Yeah, we weren't we we had our own opinions, so that's why we're we got here tired for. of people telling us when to draft. Mm-hmm. Like I, I got sick oh, of yeah. it. It's like if, it's like if you don't take this man first overall, you're a fucking punk. Yeah, we're it's just like, gonna tell you where we're taking dude, him. You take him wherever the hell you want. That's fine. <laughs> you do whatever you want with well, him. We want to we want to give you a good show. We want to talk about how what we care about. We care about fantasy football. We care about trying to help you in our own way. Have the best team that you can possibly have, and the best thing is nine times out of ten we don't agree. Yeah, we really don't. Me, me and Jordan, like we we are we are literally like we I, should I think we about should. this all the time. We're we're two of the best friends, and we are completely fucking different people. Yeah, we should <laughs> attempt to uh, co-own a a team for real one year. That would be fun. Yeah. Like like a team in like a like a third world country. 
No, 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 no. I mean, really I mean, cheap. like a fantasy football team. Oh, just like a we, yeah. we, we've done that. I, yeah, not really. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, you, every, you let me have that dude, one. Th- there was what like one. there was like ten podcasts in that league, and like yeah, and like eight like of them, quit. eight of them just quit doing being yeah. a podcast. Yeah, last season. Yeah, real ones stick around. Yeah, real ones stick around. We're still here. Remember that second year coming up. Going. Well, this is actually we're going on our our yeah second year anniversary coming up this year this season. As a we started what in the in the middle of 2017 at, with this podcast. Yeah, so 2019 will make two. Yeah, that's awesome. Super awesome stuff. And we appreciate the Garage Fam sticking around too. So that that was that was a lot of fantasy football talk. Let's go ahead and roll into the Garage Talk. It's Father's Day weekend. This is your weekend to kick back and relax and just be like, hey, I'm a dad. So, a couple of things that we can talk about. So, Who put Father's Day with no NASCAR races and no football? There's an Xfinity race. No, but there's, there's not a real one. There's, there's no baseball. Football. There's baseball. Ugh. There's no basketball. Back then, baseball was like, you know, like, I guess probably the, like the only sport. I bet. There probably wasn't even a that. sport. Whoever when did, put, who invented Father's Day? Why did they put Father's Day where they put it? That's what I want to know. In June? Maybe because the fishing's good? Hey. This is not real good in June, though. The water's too hot. I don't know, man. They're getting, I did a lot of fishing in, in June. Saltwater fishing. Yeah, you can do saltwater fishing. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the only kind of fishing. I mean, I do no, like I do like bass fishing. Sometimes I like bass fishing. So, so I wanted to kick off our uh, our little Father's Day garage talk, Father's Day special. There's not even much hunting. With a uh, no, there's no hunting. No, the father, whoever invented Father's Day, like either the water or baseball, guarantee. Um, so do you think a dad invented Father's Day? I don't know. We, see, I would hope. Imagine if we had an intern. But, okay, wait, pull wait, that up, wait, Jamie. Would it would be would, would it be wrong if if a if a like a mother invented Mother's Day and a dad invented Father's Day? Or I don't would it be think you better. Would be I think it would be like a man that was mad at his wife because she made it in May and he was like, fuck that shit. I'm going to go make Father's Day in June. <laughs> Let's see. Who invented Father's Day? We're going to get that. We should have already had this, but I mean, it like, is kinda, it's, it's, like garage a, it's, talk. Like a, it's like a pop-up mock. It just kind of happens. Father's Day was founded in Spokane, Washington at the YMCA in 1910 by Sonora Smart Dodd, who was born in Arkansas. Its first celebration was in the Spokane. Is it Spokane? Spokane. 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 I don't care. Spokane. YMCA on June 19th, 1910. Her father, the Civil War veteran, William Jackson Smart, was a single parent who raised his six children. That's how Father's Day was started. All right, now Mother's Day. That's heavy. Okay. We got to know this, too. We have to have to know. We're talking right. about it. We got to know the comparison. Who inv- so we know a woman invented Father's Day. Who invented Mother's Day? Okay. What year? Anna Jarvis. What year? Uh, 1908. Oh, that was before. Huh? I was like, so, it only took two years. Took two years. Two years. This dude, like, this dude uh, was like, yo, I'm raising uh-uh. six kids. I need a fucking I need a day. day. <laughs> give me a damn day. I need a day. Okay, so that's... And, so so and now she was like, I'm going to give you a day in the hottest month of the year. <laughs> yeah, you go fishing, you play baseball. Like, we just sit inside, like, and we'll talk about what we like. That's liked, about dude. right, because baseball was probably the biggest back then. It was, dude. 1910. Oh, yeah. Dude, baseball yeah. Was, was king. All right, so this was a video shared to me by a friend on Instagram. Uh, Instagram account is Caleb W. Francis, and the post says, Happy Father's Day. I'm going to play what he had to say. 
do you remember that time that you and mom had sex and uh it felt good so you shot your load inside of her and then she took it and used it to build me that's pretty cool wasn't it dad <laughs> thanks for uh doing that happy father's day hope that you have a good one that's so sweet <laughs> you have to go you have to go watch it like just seeing the guy say this shit makes it 10 times better because see, the, the motherfucker looks like a gopher i didn't think you'd have a beard on All right, yeah i really didn't think that so caleb caleb francis video boy owner of wolf gar customs uh his twitch account is grizzly puncher um, I bet he is a character on there. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, he's got gauges in his ear. This dude looks fucking hilarious. I haven't watched any of his other shit, so I'm gonna go ahead and give him a follow. Um, he's followed by Tim and Eric World, and so I mean that's that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, love me some Tim and Eric. So yeah, so that was the introduction video to Father's Day weekend. So let's let's go ahead. And, this is the big thing, and a lot of people talk about this. Do you think that there's any differences? Of being a dad in today's time, as there was into being a dad, let's say, in any other generations before us. There's a lot more shit in the world now. Technology plays a huge deal. And just as, like, I feel like um, just our generation, I mean, generational shifts happen. But being a millennial dad, what are some, like, the, the big obstacles that you go through on a daily basis as a dad in, in 2019? I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I want to backtrack a little bit. And I feel like, yeah, there are a lot more things to worry about now. A lot more worries. But there also are a lot less things to worry about now. All right? Okay. So, say like the middle ages of cell phones. Uh That was sort of the point to where people were, in my opinion... Scared to let their kids go outside because you know, wait before, way before it was like, buy kids, get out the house, um, come Take back, walkie talkie, yeah, come. You. Well, it wasn't even that, it was come on before the street lights came on. Well, that was like, you know, yeah, early 2000s parenting. No, no, that was, it was way before that, yeah, it really was. Because, but I mean, I, I really oh, like feel in like, the 70s and in the, in the 60s and 70s, yeah, yeah it's it was, like, a, it was a whole, yeah, go it was, play with it, your it, kids, go yeah. get in trouble. You've seen the sandlot, yeah, Mom's if you got in really trouble, talking. the cops would bring you home, yeah. not to jail. Right, you know there weren't, um, there wasn't as much information out there to know about the creeps. There wasn't as much information for the creeps. Right, you know, ignorance is like bliss. That. Ignorance so is bliss. There is a lot m- more things to worry about, but there also are a lot of things that have been taken off our chest, like knowing where your kids are at all times. You know, I think, I think one thing about millenn- being a millennial dad, dadding in 2019 has gotten easier. One. When you have an infant child, like when you're going through that first like couple months, you got this badass video camera system in your crib now. You know, back in the day, you know, you were like a mom or dad. You had to like crawl up out of bed every couple hours. You got to go check on the baby, make sure it's okay. Now, bro, you get up, look at your, pull an app up right by Facebook. Oh, little little, little Smithsonian Junior is doing great. Call, go right go back, back to sleep. sleep. Bam. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful things right there. How else is, like technology's helped dadding so much. Um, but at the same time, back in the day, mm-hmm. they used to put that baby to sleep in another bedroom. And if that baby didn't cry loud enough, mom and daddy never heard it. Some moms and dads <laughs> did hear it. So That's you know just what? being shitty. So you, no, it's not. <laughs> if they don't hear the baby, they don't hear the baby. I don't believe baby. in cry it out. I don't believe in it either. But I'm just saying, if they, but they're not trying to make their kid cry it out. They just never heard the kid. 
Yeah. They just, they never woke up. It but never was loud enough to wake them up. So, would it be wrong the if they day, slept with like maybe he- mom like and headphones? Daddy's, oh, yeah, it would be hell wrong. Like, like earmuffs. They didn't have headphones back then. They had earmuffs. No, they had headphones then. But yeah, they were they huge as fuck. They're still just look at these big ass things on my head. They're still fucking huge. Some some people think they're better, bigger, bigger, the bigger, the better. Yeah, but I'm just right. saying, like, that's what kind of makes it harder these days because now you got a speaker next to your bed. Amplify. <laughs> Maybe dads and moms got better sleep back in the day because they just didn't hear it. And see, this is another thing too. Like, dadding has changed so much because, like, you look back in like the sixties, like the mom did everything. The dad just went to work, came home. Dads, I feel like dads in the past didn't spend as much time with their kids. I don't agree with that. You don't agree with that? I don't. I, I, I from agree. a lot of like the older men that I've talked to, like they said, you know, I was working. I, we, you know, we did stuff on the weekends, but I really didn't see my kids much during the week. I feel like if I don't see my kid a lot during the week or spit at least play with him like once a day, like I feel like I'm like missing out on life. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I'm not doing like my my thing or my part. But I've talked to so many older men that are like in like their 70s and 80s, and they're just like, yeah, my wife took care of them. You know, we raised them, and I'm just like, oh. I mean, I've heard him say that Oof. plenty of times. You know, but go talk to that father's kid, and you know, she'll be like, my dad taught me so much. Right. My dad taught me how to dads to, are badass. to be strong. To be parents are badass. That's true. You know, dad taught me all this stuff. And, like, they might not have seen as much as they that they did for their kids. Because it, 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 was, it was standard back in the day for the mom to, you know, cooking, cleaning, everything. And it's kind of changed now to where it's, it's you know, everybody wants it's it to be. In. Everybody wants it to be a, um, a team effort. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm down, whatever. I'm like, I'm like the dishwasher. And they're like I, I don't mind washing dishes. Like I grew up washing dishes like hand by hand. Everybody oh, no, I know. hate I hate any amount of clean. I hate any amount of cleaning. See, I don't I don't really mind it. Like I hate it. I don't I don't enjoy I cleaned it. Out, I'll do it, but I don't enjoy it. I cleaned out Caitlin's there's no way I can enjoy it. I cleaned out Caitlin's car yesterday. Like I got I got it home and, and Were you about to drive it? Huh? Were no. you about to drive it? No, like I got there and she was like she was cooking her you know, her dinner or whatever. I'd already eaten earlier because I had I had Emery with me. And I was like she she got in, she's like would you clean my car out? And I'm just like, mm. I'm like, yeah. And then I started cleaning it out and I'm like, this isn't so bad. Clean it out. When I got done cleaning it out, I'm like, you know what? Hey, I want to go take it and, and I want to armor all it and wash it and really make it nice for it. And I did. And it made me feel good because like, I feel like I like doing my part and like kind of stepping in and used to dude, like a couple years ago, like, Oh hell no. Like I ain't trying to do that shit. But like now it's just like, and then my kid's there and he sees that and it's like, I'm kind of teaching him something like, like, you know, along the lines, like he's just, even by him just sitting in the yard and watching and like, what's dad doing? Like just little things like that are teaching them and showing them like, these are the kind of things you do, you know, for your spouse or just for people and just teaching them like to do good things and responsibility, stuff like that. So, you know, I, I love doing little things like that in front of my son and like teaching him like how to, you know, this is, this is being a man. Like Riff Raff says, how to be the man. It's all, yeah, you got to teach him. You got to show them. And the best teacher is someone who shows you. That's it. Differences between me and you. Or the so best, I'm sorry, the best leader is someone who shows you how to lead. So you're you're a parent of two beautiful girls. Two and badass girls. Two badass beautiful girls. And, I'm and one, I don't mean that in the sense of a movie. I mean, they're bad as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I got my, the one son. So we, we do, me and Jordan talk about this kind of stuff all the time, the difference between having a girl, girls and boys. And so 
we go through two completely different like I feel like th- th- there's a lot of similarities still, but we have two completely different types of parenting. Oh yeah, it's a hundred. It's a hundred percent different between uh, a boy and a girl. Like, I mean, I've no, I don't have any boys, but I did have my my nephews growing up whenever I was younger. Right. So like I didn't have them. Like I had them near like whenever I was in high school. They kind of they lived with us as for like his first two years. So like I can remember that type thing for the first two years. After that, fuck, I don't know. Um, but from just talking to people, um, every kid's different. You know, they right. always tell you, even if Big someone facts. that has two Big boys, facts. they're going to tell Don't you. Don't you hate it when people try to generalize children? I do. I really do. That and, aggravates and you, like, the hey, fuck out of you me. You know what that does to me? That puts a big sticker on their forehead that says, I only have one kid or no kids. Or just dumbass. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's ignorant. It's not dumbass. Ignorance it's ignorant. is bliss. Ignorance is, is means yeah. that you're untrained. Right. All right. So ignor- that's what ignorance is. So they're not dumb. They just don't know. Unknowing. Yeah. They're unknowing. So like that's what I said. Either they have one kid or they have none. No kids. And see, I have one kid. So I mean like I can only like I mean I know eventually we're going to have another child. Like that's 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 already been talked about. That's settled. That's fine. When that time comes, it comes. But you having the two kids now, you, you like you said, you had a big part in raising, you know, your nephews. And like kind of being around when they were younger, do you find it easier with boys or 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 harder with boys, or easier with girls, or harder with girls? I can't answer that question mm. because why? That was not my son. Okay, you know that was not my hundred percent responsibility. That was not, you know, I can only tell you the differences in the way they act. Mm-hmm. And for me, boys do worse things away from you or when you're not looking girls do worse things up in your face right yeah. when you are looking they will look at you while they do it see boys like that, to, boys are that was sneaky my, was my we, everybody knows this boys are sneaky oh men yeah. are sneaky Emory is the sneakiest of all but girls they do it in your face just blatant just blatant like, they, they just expect to get they, away with it i'm well, terrified to have they, a daughter dude they want to they <laughs> want to see they want to see how far they can get every time. Yeah. Boys are well, kind of like, no, I know does I'm not going to get too, along though. with it. Emery does that. I will say my son, like, he he will, he'll, like, sit there and, like, pick at me and peeve at me and, like, see just how far before I, like, look at him. And I'm like, if you don't stop, it's over. Like, it's, it's going to happen. Like, yeah. time out, punish, it's coming. Something's about to happen. Yes, exactly. Consequences are, are about to unfold. And then that's when he'll kind of be like, okay, he gets that. He knows that. But, yeah, I, I've, I've heard that from a lot of parents. They say with girls, like, they'll just do stuff right at you. They don't care. Yeah. And They're they'll look at it. you while they do it, too. They'll just look just look at you, right? Like, my girl, my youngest is only two years old, and she can roll her eyes. That's heavy. And she don't roll my them. My four-year-old son She don't roll them to the top, neither. She rolls them from the top to the side and stares. Is that just at something you. that comes equipped with females from birth? I'm, I'm I'm starting to believe that it is. I'm pretty convinced because yeah. I've seen little. I've and seen some little of girls them do that outgrow it, and some of them don't. Mm. I'm, mm. I don't know. I don't know. But and she's bossy, man. She's bossy. She just tell me what to do. Uh, daddy, get up. Little like, one, I'm yeah. Like, your little one's <laughs> a satisfaction <laughs> for sure. No. Daddy, get up. No, listen, Linda. Get up, Daddy. Come on. Let's go play. She will say exactly that. 
It's and like, crazy. what am I? What am I gonna do? Like, no, I'm trying to sit here and do nothing right now. It's like, no, yeah. I'm daddy, I gotta go play with my kid. He won't go. I'm fucking getting up. Gotta do what you gotta do. You know, you just gotta do it. So, what's your plans for Father's Day this Sunday? What are you doing? What are you doing tomorrow? Just gonna play with be with the kids. Play with the kids. Have fun with them. Everything you know, with the little ones. Try to have a good day. Um, that's all. That's all that matters. I mean, and I'm not gonna. Tr- I don't treat it like any different day. You know, I try to make sure that every day that I'm engaged with my kids, that uh, they get 100 percent of me, no matter what the day is. It's my birthday, their birthday, Christmas, Thanksgiving, or Father's Day. You know, it's still the same day. That's my entire point of this segment is for all the dads listening to this show, even the moms are listening to this show. Parenting is every day. Yeah. Your kids look up to you and every day is your day. And if you're doing what you're supposed to do, even though like some some parents might not do everything they're supposed to do, your kid still loves you unconditionally. I don't care what anybody says, especially when they're young like that. Like it's just every day should be your day with your kids and being a father, even being a mother, whatever. It's just cherish that every day, embrace that, do the best job 100%. Not nothing's ever going to be perfect. No You're never going to get I've everything. Told perfect. that so many times. There's no book. Yeah, there is no book There's to no this book shit. On it. But I will say, it has been a privilege, and it is a blessing to be a dad, and I love it. Every day is Father's Day for me, just because of the time I get to spend with my little guy. Always. So yeah, we're gonna be going. We're gonna be going to the to the beach this weekend. I'm super excited. Nice, nice. Yes, hauling out in the morning. So by the time you guys are listening to this, I'm on my way to the beach. Don't at me. <laughs> straight up but yeah really excited for father's day um and before we go before we go you you sent me a text today this song is incredible this is the new old town road i was enlightened me. i was blessed with this song everybody yes yeah so th- this is a hit and it's and it's playing this is how long has that video been out on youtube well, it actually wasn't that video. I think I found a different one. Um, had over is two million video. views, right? Uh, no, not that one. I think I had the wrong one pulled up whenever I showed you that. Okay. I think that was like a copycat of it or something. But there's a video on it. Dude made a little segment. And he wasn't gonna release it until he was like gonna be on the um, what was it? What's the country music awards? CMT awards? I think. I think he's yeah. the guy that that he waited it. for that night to release it. No, no, no. He was going to. That was his plan. Okay. What's the release it there? Then you know, Lil Nas, Lil Nas X, you know, and uh, he had to what's take his face? horse to the Old Town Road, and Billy Ray. They released that one, and it was just like, oh, this is prime time to release it. Let's go ahead and do it now. Country and that's hip-hop. what that's what Genius told me. I love country and hip hop mixed together. There's I, something uh, about it. I do. I did. It's like the new '90s is, country. But to me, like this is Brooks and Dunn. It's shit. like it's making fun <laughs> instead of making music. I don't think it's making like, fun. You, you made a good point earlier. Uh-huh. Who is the OG in doing this? Uh, Tim McGraw and Nelly. That's right. That over song, and over again. I can still get down to that song. It's my head. Think about it over and but over. But it wasn't but because it was sad. Was like honky tonk. But is that why? Two step and let's put it on my hip, my hand on my hip, and get me some cowboy boots and a and a horse. You know. What so I'm saying? why like, can't multi genre music be happy? Because when it's sad, it's like it's okay. But like now, it's like happy no, no, multi genre. It's, it's not because it's happy. It, the, the the song is ninety percent funny. Yeah. Both songs. That's, I, I'd get down. I'm gonna get. Down, I know. Get down to this but ninety percent. It's funny. 10%, it's got a good fucking beat. 
Yeah, that's why they make it where they're making it. We're gonna let we're gonna let. But the I, I think it's fam. a good I think it's a good song. Don't get me wrong. Shit. I got. I'm gonna, the I'm, I'm gonna listen to it. Decide this. So we're gonna go out tonight with a garage jam. You can find us on the playlist as well. Before we do go, um, I also got to give a shout out to Official Goat Gear. Use promo code Garage get ten percent off your order. A lot of new shirts are coming up for football season. You can get all the legends, all the goats of every sport. You know where you can find them. Officialgoatgear.com. Get over there. Use promo code GARAGE. This week's Garage Jam. The Get Up by Blanco Brown. You can find it on our Spotify playlist. You guys know where to follow me at Garage Guy Chase. Jordan, where are they following you at this weekend? The North. We the North. Shout out again to Toronto and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Cowie. For pop, oh, you had to throw your Cowie in there. It's Cowie. Cowie. All right, so forever Cowie to him, legendary. NBA season's wrapped, hockey season's wrapped, football season's underway. Here's the Get Up by Blanco Brown. Have a great Father's Day, great weekend. We'll see you next week. Right now, I just need you to get real loose. Get comfortable. Grab your loved ones. Or grab your love partner. And if you're by yourself, no worries. Just follow after me. Yeah. Gonna do the two step, then cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart and spin out with him. Do the hold down and get into it. Take it to the left now and dip with it. Gonna throw down, take a sip with it. Now lean back, put your hips in it. Let's have some fun. Uh. To the left, to the left now. To the right, to the right. Now take your left hand and put it on your side. Gonna roll your shoulders. Do the slip and slide. This next part's my favorite part of uh, this time to shine. Gonna do the two step and cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart and spin out with him. Do the hold down and get into it. Take it to the left now and dip with it. Gonna throw down. Simple, you can do it. Slide to the left, slide to the right. Now cool down, have a good time. Slide to the left, slide to the right. Do the butterfly, have a good time. Round, round, round around you go. It's time to show out right now and take to the floor. Gonna do the two step and cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart and spin out with him. Do the whole
bad was it? Gonna do the two-step, then 